Hello and welcome one and all to another episode of the Daily Booktopian for Friday, May the 8th. My name is Nick Vasiliev. I am our so- the social media specialist here at Booktopia and this is our podcast for reading and isolation in the time of social distancing and COVID. Joining me today, as always, is our campaign manager, Samantha Joyce. Hi, Sam. Hi, Nick. And Cassandra Sharp, our merchandising coordinator. Hi, Cass. Hey, Nick. So uh, normally we like to start off by talking about books and then we go into talking about things bringing us joy, but today we're going to go the other way. So I'm going to start off with you, Sam. What is bringing you joy uh, during this time? Um, what's bringing me joy right now is, um, helpful people, um, I guess. Um, I, uh, made an order online and I was, I was having some, some issues with it, but I dealt with a, um, really nice customer service person, um, on the site that I was ordering from and they helped me out really quickly. So, you know, that really, um, made my day and it really made me feel a lot better. So, you know, just the, just the little things where people help you out. Yeah, and I feel I, I do love I do love when you have great customer service experiences and people actually kind of go the extra mile, um, particularly when you have, you know, situa- situations like this where people can't actually physically be in front of you and all sorts of stuff like that. Because I'm having a yeah. I've got a similar order coming too, and the amount of customer yeah. service has been amazing. Especially especially right now, you know, I'm sure that you know for customer service people. Um, you know, the social distancing, maybe they're working from home, and then you've, you've obviously got an increase of online orders um, for a lot of businesses, so, um, and a lot of stress and confusion and what's happening. So, um, as, you know, things are different to perhaps what they um, normally are, and, um, yeah, I was just really pleased and really happy to um, have that experience. Um, so, yeah, just uh, that was what was bringing me joy today. Mm, it's nice. I like it. Cass, are you still smashing through Animal Crossing and having fun on the on the gaming world, or is there also other things also bringing you joy? Um, Animal Crossing definitely. One of my friends. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but, but he let me in on a secret, which was that I could already get a house because I had enough points. I just thought the oh. amount of points I needed was ten times the amount. <laughs> so oh. I was just like, I've got a house. I've got a new museum. We've got like. Um, a cute little store happening that's got more stuff in it. Um, I did the May Day little event where you go to another island and you go through a maze, which oh, was very frustrating, cool. also kind of fun. Um, mm. Yeah, so things are picking up a little bit, which is fun. Um, what else is bringing me joy? Um, I've started doing um, Mermaid, which is a drawing challenge where you try and draw a mermaid to a prompt like each day of May or just whenever you want to during the month and that's been a lot of fun um what else reading challenges so I think that like brings another element of novelty to reading when like being at home all the time kind of every day feels a bit the same Mm. whereas yeah so just finding a bunch of prompts so I'm doing the Bookimon reading challenge which is like Pokemon inspired where you have to join a team and try and take down Team Rocket with like a certain number of points that you get from <laughs> reading different things, um, which is very cool because I both love Pokemon and books. And the Read Digital Challenge by Steph at Novelty Corner, which is just encouraging you to read some of the ebooks that maybe you've forgotten about because they're not physical books in front of you. Oh, my God. I didn't know there was a Pokemon <laughs> book challenge. I'll, oh. I'll link you to it. It's so cool. Like, you oh. can catch different Pokemon and stuff. They're all book-inspired. 
So I think Meg's oh. actually gone through and drawn all of them, like herself. And oh. I just, I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. I'm now, I feel like my mind has been opened up. I mean, because I, I, we all grew up watching Pokemon and I love, loved, you know, playing the games and all stuff like that. But, you know, like life gets in the way and, and you often forget about that sort of stuff. But now all of a sudden, like, oh my God, I forgot, I forgot that there's like a whole book range. I could, oh, yeah. I'm inspired. There's a whole book challenge. I'll send you a link so you can join a team. So oh. the teams are based. Pokemon Go. So there's Valor, Mystic, and Instinct. I mean, Team Valor. And yeah, each one has different prompts um, for you to do, but you can read, like, you can hit those prompts up as many times as you want. And it, like, you just fill in a Google form and it, like, tracks your points and stuff, which is great because, I mean, I don't think I would, like, go to all the effort of doing it myself. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. It's it, it, one of a. Unrelated, yeah, unrelated, but a funny story because I'm with connections around like Pokemon Go. So I remember when it initially kind of came out. Um, and at the time, I was living in Meadowbank, so just across from Rhodes. Oh no! And it was that. Oh, no. This was that time when there was an issue with the gyms, and all of the, it meant that in, over that in one Rhodes, you had the, that one park that had. Thousand that had like for some reason it was that was where everything was spawning, and there was we went over there with a I went over there with a friend of mine and this was kind of my first day of playing Pokemon Go. By the end of like about two hours, I had gone up about twenty levels, and <laughs> the amount of people that were there, I think it was like a thousand, and then suddenly any time any sort of like a uh, slightly rare Pokemon would appear you'd suddenly like there'd just be a murmuring through the crowd and then suddenly there'll be a mad rush across the road it was incredibly dangerous but um just be going like oh there's an arcanine over here let's go and get it um yeah i remember they had to shut that one down because people like look it's disruptive and we can't get to their houses and yeah like it's dangerous and we can't sleep because it's always people outside it ruined it absolutely ruined the park i'll just say that just from my memories of sitting across there. But look, if you were playing, but it was perfect for me playing Pokemon Go and, and just being outside my house. So I rolled with it. <laughs> um, so let's get into the books that we're um, reading over this uh, over this last week or so. Sam, what have you got for us? Um, so this week I've been getting back into Chernobyl, um, which was the HBO miniseries, absolutely fan- fantastic. Um and because I because of that, I was also then getting back into the book I bought when I first finished the series, which is Midnight in Chernobyl by um, Adam Higginbotham. Um, and it's described as the, you know, definitive account of the um, Chernobyl nuclear power plant accident. And it was really interesting to read for me because um, the Chernobyl miniseries is very much less about what happened um, before and more about the people and what happened after the event and sort of how they dealt with it. Um, Whereas this book actually goes back all the way to the the building of the nuclear power plant, which is really interesting to me because you get to see the the characters like um, Vermeen and Brokhanov and Dyatlov um, and sort of get to understand who they are as people because they are real people. Um, And it was really interesting as well because the you sort of see the Soviet machine and, and um, you know, the all the issues that they had, you know, like they were dealing with, um, 
you know, uh, just the amount of red tape and sign-offs and, um, you know, poor quality materials, you know, because the good stuff gets sort of stolen away, you know, on the way to the power plant. Um, so, the, you know, the, there were issues even just even getting it built. Um, and, yeah, I, I found it really, really fascinating. And also you see, you know, these people, the the plant director, he got to that point. He wanted to quit. He couldn't. He was like, I, I really want to leave this place. And they wouldn't let him. Um, they wouldn't let him resign. So I think it's a, a really fascinating book, a, a great companion to the series, um, but even just a fascinating read um, yourself if you're interested in, um, uh, you know, this this major historical event. There's a couple of amazing books about about Chernobyl. Um, mm, there's several, that, yeah. That came out with that. I think um, the one that I really enjoyed was uh, was Voices of Chernobyl. Um, oh, yeah, that's another big was, one. Yeah, which contained a whole bunch of the different anecdotes around the event. And I think the one the one that they uh, focused on um, was the the actual story the story of the fireman and his wife that it, that permeates throughout that that, that appears throughout that show mm. um, came mm. from that book specifically. Um, I just I loved I love Chernobyl and I love like what it allegorically is about and the fact that it mm. is still as relevant now as it is as it has ever been. Um, yeah. Particularly, but I I think there was a pod they they actually did a podcast around it and I love yes. the discussion how they talked about how this is an accident that only could have happened in the Soviet Union and only the Soviet Union could have solved it. That mm. in terms of the actual nature of the actual Soviet machine that led to this event occurring, but the actual yeah. willingness of the Soviet, you know, people through some set, yeah. through the kind of sense of civic duty to to just yeah. throw themselves at this this yeah. problem is just so fascinating. It's such a yeah. fascinating piece of history. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's a, and it's a yeah. bloody great show. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cass, what have you brought for us today? Um, so I'm still reading Jughead, still plugging away at that. We're getting towards the end, but it's still very good. Um, occasionally you'll have, like, these random dream sequences where he'll suddenly appear in other, like, universes and things. Um, so the other book that I've picked up is called The One, and it is by... Um, it is by... Kanina May, who was a scriptwriter on Home and Away, All Saints and Headland, which is an Australian writer. And it takes place on a Bachelor-esque TV show called The One. So we follow a producer, a contestant, and I'm not sure who the last character is because I'm not that far into it. But it's definitely for people who love, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, The Bachelor and Unreal and all of those sort of behind-the-scenes of reality shows. Um elements so it's kind of a lighter read compared to sam's chernobyl but <laughs> i'm really excited about. oh nice so is it like does it kind of delve into the nature of of shows kind of like this or is it just a very much kind of playing on kind of the the hyper realism of of kind of those kind of celebrity shows and and or is it what kind of details are going into um, so it opens with a producer named Darcy interviewing a woman called Bonnie for the TV show The One as a contestant. And Bonnie doesn't look quite like your average reality show contestant on paper because she's in her 30s and her dream date is like staying at home and watching Netflix and having takeaway with her partner. And she's very independent. But somehow they start to create 
and kind of gets Darcy questioning um, her own life and things like that, as well as pushing Bonnie through to actually be a part of the show. And Bonnie's got, like, her own secret dramas because she's still in love with, like, her high school ex. Um, so I think it's going to be one of those ones where it sort of peeks behind the curtain of what happens on their shows, but it also humanises it, yeah. like Unreal, by showing how certain things can be manipulated or amplified. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing the actual. You, you kind of often whenever we see kind of shows like that, we often hear about the fallout and how producers often twist the narrative. Um, around mm-hmm. shows like that after the fact and you hear it from from the contestants who say hey I actually came on with this intention or this intention and they completely twisted it and painted me in a completely different light so that sounds amazing like a yeah, yeah. well f- for me I found a book that has kind of I recently got into in my in my Netflix diving uh, discovered the amazing show if you haven't already of unorthodox um oh yeah, oh, yeah. i have now discovered that obviously it was obviously based off a book uh by a lady called deborah feldman um which is the story called unorthodox the scandalous rejection of my hazardic roots and basically talks about that the actual what what the actual show was based off and right now it's been added to my must read list um, just because the world that was painted within uh, this nature of uh, this in this series is is just comp- it's just so fascinating. You, there's so much detail and so much you know knowledge around the roles of men and women in this in this particular society in this particular Jewish community in in Brooklyn and just so fascinating to hmm. to watch and I now just want to know more about it. So fascinating. Um, so we'd like to finish off our uh, our podcast with a author shout out for an Australian book, and I'm not, and I'm uh, the book that we've selected um, is a little bit different, um, oh, particularly on the topics that we've been talking about today. If you are a fan of cooking and particularly of sweeties and uh, food, uh, we have an, there's an amazing new cookbook that came out. Uh, earlier this year by the Monday Morning Cooking Club called Now for Something Sweet. We've had them featured on our podcast, on our um, show before. We went over to their kitchen and they made us these delicious uh, chocolate cupcakes um, with a coconut frosting. And if you are looking to get your to get your bake on, um, these guys have produced a, a very special book, um, Now for Something Sweet, which is a highly comes highly recommended uh, by a lot of our uh, managers and um, and from us ourselves when we got the chance to try these amazing recipes that they put together. So highly recommended as our author shout out. Um, thanks so much, Sam and Cass, for coming on and uh, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. So for all of our listeners, you can check out um, our Daily Booktopian episodes and podcast on our as well as a whole bunch of other author discussions uh interview pieces and more on our daily booktopian podcast uh podcast on soundcloud and itunes for free and we'll be back next week with another episode of the daily booktopian Uh, until then uh we hope you have a wonderful weekend keep reading and please stay safe thank you for listening to the booktopia podcast channel don't forget 
You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.